Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. In episode 16, I shared my fitness story, all about how I finally surrendered my obsession with being the fittest girl in the room for a life well-lived. And where this didn't mean I ditched exercise for good, it did mean I needed to shift my mindset drastically so that fitness took on a new role in my life, one of caring for and nurturing this gift of a strong, healthy body I've been given, rather than pushing it to the point of exhaustion day after day. I'm Kristen Dobniak holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Please note the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Now, onto the show. There is a fine line between fitness and fit session, and unfortunately, the society we live in tends to promote the latter. No pain, no gain. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Train insane or remain the same. No days off. Excuses don't burn calories. Anyone heard any of these? Of course you have. And there's nothing wrong with a desire to become stronger and more capable in our bodies and having goals. But if the mindset that I just shared is one that we have, we need to be consistently checking in with ourselves and our motives so our desire for fitness doesn't turn into a fixation. And then, of course, there's the other side entirely, where women feel so discouraged in their bodies, perhaps because they've been told they're too fat to be fit or they're just not the athletic type, that they're afraid to even attend an exercise class or go to the gym because they're terrified of being judged. And the sad truth is there is a lot of judgment around women in bigger bodies that they're just lazy or they don't push themselves hard enough. And it can cause a problematic relationship with fitness just like it can with food. That binge or strict mindset can be easily extrapolated to exercise with the all-in, all-out mindset, especially when we associate fitness with weight loss. And we all know the benefits of regular movement. It is well documented the positive effects of exercise on our cardiovascular and metabolic health, our bone health, especially for women, maintaining muscle mass as we age, the list goes on. It's one of the 10 principles of intuitive eating for a reason. 
Movement is essential in living a healthy life, and it should be something we enjoy rather than something that feels like a dreaded necessity. When the goal of working out is simply to change your body like it was for me, while ignoring the physiological and psychological benefits, of course you're not going to stick with it. And what I see with women time and time again is a broken relationship with movement, relying on exercise as a crutch to lose weight rather than a tool to live a healthier life. So how do we learn to incorporate regular movement in our lives without turning it into an obsession or worse, ignoring it completely? I like to refer to this to my clients as fitness that feels good. So the first thing that we need to do if we want to learn how to enjoy fitness that feels good, is we need to disassociate fitness with weight loss. When the only purpose for getting fit is losing weight, that is a shoddy foundation you're standing on, my friend. If your body is in a place where it desires to shift in weight, it will happen, and it'll happen without force when you're eating intuitively and moving regularly. But forcing your body into an unrealistic size for your physiology backfires every time, I promise. Overexercising, interestingly enough, is also a cause for weight gain due to its effect on our stress hormones. Your reason for movement needs to be so far beyond changing your body size because the truth is your body size will change on its own over time and that this is normal and natural. And the only thing that you can do to support that is to honor it with intuitive eating, mindful movement, and gentle nutrition. This does not mean that you are bound to eventually become obese. (laughs) By learning to eat intuitively and move in a way that feels good and nourish your body in a way that works well for you, any of these changes that happen in our body will be normal and natural and moderate. So remember the benefits of exercise. Physiological, psychological, and emotional Physiological benefits are improved cardiovascular and metabolic health, lower risk of chronic disease like heart disease and diabetes, healthier bones, and easier aging. There's also psychological benefits, improving your mood, a clearer mind, and a more positive outlook on life. Anyone know that runner's high that you get, right? There's absolutely that psychological and emotional benefit. Reduce stress. Exercise is a great stress reducer as long as it's not the only thing you're using to reduce your stress. And it also creates a better connection to your body. When you're more connected to your body, that really plays into everything we do for our health. It's a lot easier to eat in a way that feels nourishing and eat in a way that feels good for our bodies when we are moving our bodies regularly and we're in touch with how our body feels throughout the day. So number two would be just to simply move more. How often do you move throughout your day and how can you add more? It's a really common misconception that movement needs to be done in a structured fashion to count. Every little bit counts. Park further away. Take the stairs. Walk the dog an extra block. Chase after your kids. Throw a frisbee around the park. Just move. It is the most underrated aspect of becoming more fit. It's just simply moving more. And the third thing would be to manage your mindset. There are a lot of mindset blocks to regular movement, and a huge part of the battle is simply managing those mindsets and allowing yourself to create a healthy routine of mindful movement. So the first big block that I experience with clients a lot is that it's just not worth it. 
And this is similar to the suggestion to simply move more. And, you know, women will think that if I can't get in, you know, X amount of time, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, it's just not worth it. Like I said before, every little bit counts. Researchers have proven that even 10-minute spurts throughout the day are beneficial to our health. The goal is 30 minutes, about 30 minutes, five days a week. But this doesn't need to be militant. It needs to just be moving more and remembering that it is worth it. Every little bit is worth it. Now, the second mindset that I encounter a lot is I'm already busy. And this is the hectic couch potato mindset where you're constantly going and you're constantly doing, but you're not actually moving. Sitting in your car because you're running, you know, kids back and forth between activities is not movement. You are still sitting even though you're busy. You know, yes, there is some benefit to running around the house and gathering the laundry and you going up and down the stairs and, and all that jazz. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the ways we stay fit as moms, right? But, you know... Just because we're busy doesn't mean we're actually moving. So taking stock of our lives and, you know, I'm already busy. I don't have time to move. You do. Let's just find a way to move a little bit more throughout your day. Maybe when you're waiting for your kiddo to be done at practice rather than just sitting in your car texting or sitting and chatting with one of the other moms, why not ask that other mom or take your phone with you and go for a little walk around the block? You know, maybe that doesn't work at the dead of winter in New England, but it definitely works in the fall, spring, and summer. So just figuring out those little ways to add more movement in your life, even if you're already busy. And the last thing I hear a lot is that it doesn't count. So moms will think that, you know, what feels good to them is maybe going for a walk or doing yoga. And they have this mindset, and this is definitely from society, that it just doesn't count because they're not sweating. It doesn't count because, you know, like I said before, it's not this amount of time. It all counts. What counts is that you simply move. The walking and running are equal in terms of cardiovascular health when you go the same distance. So walking three miles is going to take you a lot longer to do than walking for, uh, sorry, than running for three miles, but it is just as beneficial to our health. So remember that. So number four, the next thing I would recommend is set aside the measurements. The more you measure, the more you rely on external cues to tell you what's best for your body. No one, especially no machine, which are notoriously wrong, or fitness expert, knows you better than you. Ditch counting the calories of whatever workout you're doing or obsessing over how many miles. You know, if you're training for something that's a little bit different, um, but mindfulness is still important in that. Or like making sure you hit every body part perfectly when you're doing a strength training workout. When you're focusing on the measurements, you lose touch with how your body feels. And it either becomes obsessive or it becomes more and more daunting every time you go to the gym because you feel like you need to like live up to this unrealistic standard every time you go to the gym. Or like you need to get better every single time you go. Instead, focusing on how exercise feels. How does it feel in your body? How did that workout feel after you got home? Were you super tired the rest of the day or were you really energized and and feeling good? And, And notice how it feels during the workout. Are you feeling good during the workout? Are you still having fun? Obviously, if it's a really hard workout, you might not be having fun in the moment. But as long as you know when those little breaks come and you should be taking breaks no matter what you're doing, 
you're still feeling good. You're still liking what you're doing. um, And it still feels like you're nourishing your body rather than torturing it. And when you focus on how exercise feels, it becomes less obsessive and less daunting. And then it's easier to stick to long term. And then, of course, I mentioned this before, but you need to find what feels good. You need to experiment and have fun. What I love might be different than what you love. It'll likely be different than what you love. You might hate running where I love it. Spin class might be your jam where someone else likes the slower pace of yoga. I like a mix of these things, and you might like to switch it up often, try a new class, sign up for an online program, or try out a fitness studio like Bar or Orange Theory. It is important to be mindful of who you're sourcing your exercise from to avoid getting trapped in the obsessive fitness mindset, Um, so just keep that in mind. You have the right to protect your desire to live a balanced life and to not get obsessive over this. So some of my personal favorites include Lindsay from Nourish Move Love. She has killer strength and bar style and power yoga type workouts. I mean, she has all these different programs online. Um, Adrienne Mishler from Yoga with Adrienne is on YouTube, and she has totally free workouts available. Um, Some of them are a little bit slower paced. Some of them are really good for stretching after um, other workouts that you're doing, and some of them are, you know, a little bit more faster paced. I love body positive booty yoga. It's really fun. It's like yoga meets tribal dance. And if you like to dance and move like kind of in a fast pace, they have different workouts too. Some of them are more fast paced than others, Um, but they're very body positive. They are very accepting um, and really empowering. And so I really like them. Um, I've also had a really good experience at Studio Bar and I've heard a lot of of people have really good experiences with bar classes as well. Um, The Body Positive Fitness Alliance, which is just body positive fitness.org is a great resource for um, body positive fitness studios and instructors. So if you if you are looking for a personal trainer, uh, you'll want to also experiment experiment with length of time when it comes to workouts. Like, do you like an hour long workout or would you rather do something quick in 20 minutes? And this depends on your schedule, too. Um, and what feels good for each individual workout. Like an hour-long yoga class might feel good, but if you're you should not be trying to do a hit workout for 60 minutes. I mean I don't like to put shoulds and shouldn'ts on things, but as a former fitness instructor, a 60-minute HIIT workout is pretty insane. So, you know, figure out what feels good to you. If you only have 20 minutes, what feels good in 20 minutes? And like I said before, it still counts. Even if you're only doing 20 minutes of yoga or you're doing 20 minutes of HIIT, it's movement, and that's what's most important. My next tip, number six, would be to mix it up. So a variety within your workouts, specifically cardio, strength, and stretching, is really important as is listening to your body and what it wants on a particular day. Don't get caught up in like cardio on Monday, strength on Tuesday, stretching on Wednesday. That can create some obsession around it or exhaustion uh, very quickly, feeling like you need to stick to a particular schedule. Um, So listening to your body and what it feels like on a particular day, if you did a really hard workout and today you're planning on doing cardio but your legs are really sore, it's okay to just stretch. Remember that stretching is important too. Remember it all counts. Um, And don't be afraid to pivot when your body is telling you, nope, that is not what I want. Or your body is feeling extra energized and you had planned on doing stretching, but you're like, you know what? I feel like going for a run. So listen to your body in that and don't be afraid to pivot. The more you get comfortable with mindful movement, the more you'll be able to tune in to what your body needs on a daily basis, which is really cool. Number seven is to make it a priority. 
Movement needs to be a non-negotiable appointment in your books at least a few times a week, but that doesn't mean you need the mindset of failure if you decide you're not feeling it that day, like I said before. You still want to be tuning into your body, but you want to have that appointment because we know how important movement is. It's one of the best things you can do to nourish your body. Um, And it's okay to switch up your plan and just go for a walk, but what matters is that you simply move. So figuring out what time in your day, what days of the week are best for you to move Find that time and block out an hour. Whether, you know, you only have time to work out for 15 minutes or you work out for 50, you end up going to a class or just a walk around the block, take that hour for you. And, you know, whether you go to a gym or you're working out at home, take that hour for you. And if you really, truly cannot block out an hour a few times a week, then that's cool. Block out 15 minutes, but get that movement in and make it non-negotiable in your life. It's one of the best things you can do to improve your future health. And then, of course, don't forget to rest. Rest is just as important as movement. For fit mamas out there who want to do it all, rest is even more important. Strength is gained when you allow your muscles to rest and grow. Not when you're doing the workout, but when you're resting after. If you're constantly beating your muscles down, they never have time to build back up. And you're going to have a lot harder time gaining strength and reaching your goals. Running yourself ragged will only create an exhausted mama and it'll stress you out and it increases um, cortisol, our body's stress hormone, and that's not good for your family or your fitness. Take one full day every week, at least, to rest. At least one full day. And last but certainly not least, focus on exercise as self-care. When you find something you love and you are listening to your body when it's telling you to make a change, This isn't hard. Your movement time becomes your me time because you're honoring your body and your future self by making the choice to take the time just for you, just to move. I hope this was encouraging. No matter what side of the spectrum you're on, whether you're fit-sessive or you feel like a fit failure, that movement can be a joyous aspect of our self-care and respecting our bodies and honoring our future selves. It can be fun and feel good, and it doesn't have to look a particular way. Mix it up, listen to your body, experiment, get rid of the measurements or the association with weight loss, and honor what your body loves, remembering the benefits of movement on our physiological, psychological, and emotional health, and that a strong body is just the side benefit. I want you to enjoy exercise as much as I do. So let's get moving, Mama. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe to get notified when the latest episodes launch. And if you loved it, please go ahead and give it a star rating. Bonus points for writing a review. Because every subscribe, rating, and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more mamas that need to hear it. You can find me at HealthyMamaChris.com or on Instagram and Facebook at HealthyMamaChris. I hope you feel happy, healthy, and whole. Have a beautiful day, friend.